Every year, time recognizes a person who's done the most to influence the events of the last 365 days. This year, we partnered with Smartsheet to celebrate teamwork by honoring an enterprise whose commitment to communication, collaboration, and innovation made a significant impact on the world. Now more than ever, businesses are developing innovative solutions that address the social and environmental challenges that impact us all. Time Team of the Year honors companies that are committed to meaningful teamwork and empowering their employees to make an impact on the world. Smartsheet's commitment to helping teams unlock their potential, empowering them to tackle work challenges, and scale their organizations to new heights made them the perfect partner for the inaugural honor. Our Team of the Year nominees encompass the highest performing teams who are working together to solve the world's greatest issues and build a better future for all. You'll hear how Pfizer's women leaders are breaking barriers in vaccine science, how the social impact team at HP is accelerating digital equity for 150 million people worldwide, and how the R&D team at Syngenta is driving innovation in agriculture. Join us as we hear from some of the top companies that are driving meaningful change and the people who make it all possible, and learn how some of the most successful teams in the world operate today. 2023 was a historic year for Pfizer's vaccines team, led by accomplished women scientists who played a pivotal role in a major scientific breakthrough in RSV vaccine development after decades of research in the space. Abrizvo, Pfizer's RSV vaccine, was approved by the FDA this year for individuals 60 years of age or older, as well as for pregnant people at 32 through 36 weeks. We spoke with Pfizer's vaccines team to learn about this groundbreaking achievement and why this major accomplishment marks a significant milestone for the scientific community and for public health. Iona Munjal is the Executive Director of Clinical Research and Development. It's not often in your lifetime that you can really have a project that is truly going to change people's lives. RSV actually threatens the most vulnerable members of our society, the very young and the very old. And so that's why it's a really particular virus, and that's why the vaccine is quite particular, because it has to help target those populations. RSV affects over 30 million children under five, particularly in low- and middle-income countries. Although deaths are low in the United States, RSV really profoundly affects the healthcare system because it's a virus that remains one of the biggest health challenges we have globally. You see a great burden in disease. And it's really amazing that Pfizer took those obstacles and was able to overcome them by developing this vaccine. One of our team members has a saying that it doesn't take a village for the RSV vaccine, it takes a family. And it's been a really, really tight family that's worked on this project together. And all of us have been driven by very personal stories. There's few people who haven't been touched by RSV. People know somebody who had a child with RSV or they themselves had children with RSV or they're caring for an elderly patient who was hospitalized with RSV. So this family that has been so profoundly affected by RSV has been really moving towards making change to build the vaccine. We didn't just start having an interest in RSV a few years ago. We've been evaluating different approaches to tackle this virus for decades. That's Kina Swanson, VP of Viral Vaccines. I think um, anyone that enters the, the scientific field 
you learn very quickly that most experiments fail. And you have to be persistent and be willing to take on that challenge and look at things a little bit differently. And I think we've had a very solid team that is willing to continue to be persistent, continue to ask the hard questions, and bring in different expertise to take a new direction. So it's been a very long, challenging journey, which makes it all that more rewarding, I think. You work from the time that the vaccine is just a candidate. And once we have a candidate that is ready to be tested in humans, we have a huge team advisor that works on developing the infrastructure of what a clinical trial will be, you know, from the time that you enroll participants all the way to the time that you get the data. Alejandra Gertman is the SVP of Pfizer Vaccine Clinical Research and Development. And then you get to see the data, and it's probably no better feeling than when you see that the vaccine is successful and you start seeing the impact that that vaccine from your clinical trial has now at the global level. So it is actually a privilege being part of a team that has such an impact in terms of our public health. Teamwork is immensely important in developing a vaccine. It really takes a village. It's not just scientists in the lab doing the work. It includes commercial, regulatory, business, ops, aside from just the scientists. That's Parada Sufafafat Allen, VP, Viral Vaccines. Every program has a program team, a core program team that has representatives from each of the functional lines and business units. So that's where we talk about the strategy, we talk about the science, we talk about troubleshooting. So I think trust is important, communication is important, transparency, and then motivation and engagement. People who really are passionate and want to solve this problem together. It's not just a job, but people on the team working towards a shared purpose. I think working within teams is one of the most important things that we do and how we do it. And it's really important that everyone in that team has a voice and they know that what they have to bring to the table is going to be listened to. Annalisa Anderson is the SVP and head of Pfizer Vaccine Research and Development. And when you see delays or you know hiccups along the way, it's often because the team hasn't been communicating. And so what I'd like to do is really make sure that we get everyone around the table and hear what each expert has to say, because the, the biggest cliche in, in a big team meeting is there's always a few people that have nothing to say, but they certainly have enough to say after the meeting. When you're developing any product, if you're blind to what the problems are, then you can't solve them. And within the RSV team, we were very lucky to have a group of women who are outstanding leaders and are amazing at communicating, but also seeing what the issues are and what needs to get done and helping get them done. So at the end of the day, we're really passionate about developing vaccines and making diseases go away so that people don't even realize they're a problem anymore, yes? And if someone's forgotten that a disease is a problem, then we've really done our job. The Social Impact Team at HP has the ambitious goal of accelerating digital equity for 150 million people by 2023, focusing on providing education, healthcare, and economic opportunities for underserved communities around the world. With dedication, passion, and agility, 
they're well on their way to achieving it. We spoke to members of this inspiring team about how they're helping people who are traditionally excluded participate and thrive in a digital world and the significant progress HP has made towards bridging the digital divide. Michelle Malejki is the Global Head of Social Impact and Director of the HP Foundation. There really is no one definition of what a digital divide could be, and I think that's part of what makes it so challenging. So at HP, when we try and think about digital equity, how do we achieve that? What are the right solutions and what do they look like? And so for us, it's not about just how do we take our technology. It's going beyond that and thinking, what are the solutions then around content that teachers might be needing or that healthcare practitioners need? It's thinking about connectivity, thinking about all the ways to access the content at your fingertips. And then, of course, there is a huge piece around digital literacy. Do you have the know-how? Do you have the confidence to be able to use the tools you've been given and effectively then take that digital divide, turn it into inclusion with an outcome being digital equity? To us, digital equity is truly when we have different groups globally that all maybe have a different representation of what their digital divide is and actually being able to have the access to the technology, to the internet connectivity, thinking about what are the groups as well who've really had a historic or a systemic inability to connect for whatever reason. So at HP, we are on a mission and have the vision of being one of the world's most sustainable and just technology companies. We have a goal around accelerating digital equity for 150 million people by 2030. And this is our team's North Star. This is what we think about when we get out of bed in the morning and we come to work and we try and say, what does digital equity truly look like? And the fact that the team is really comprised of different backgrounds, different walks of life, different experiences, really helps us think about our work across the board. We work with nonprofit partners around the world. Uh, they're the ones who run the programs on the ground, but we provide them with any other support that we can, whether it's funding, whether it's guidance, whether it's communication support, local HP sites supporting them. And then in addition to that, we also have some of our regional teams that run programs in their local countries. And then all of these put together helps us progress towards our, our digital equity goal. Anshu Grover is the Social Impact Program Manager. So we're a six-member team. Each of us have very clearly defined roles. So I work on the digital equity goal strategy and metrics. I am on my teammate. She, she leads on the digital equity accelerator. Ina leads on a lot of our external partnerships. Steph, she leads on the HP foundation work, especially volunteering. And then Julio leads on compliance. He's a compliance specialist. And then Michelle is the one who leads for all of us. And we also come from very diverse geographical backgrounds and have a diverse skill set. And I think there's a lot of dignity and respect for each other, which kind of creates a safe space to collaborate or ask for help or maybe challenge each other's ideas. So weekly calls with different countries and markets where we're working, thinking about and learning from one another. What does a digital divide perhaps look like in this context? And where can we harness learnings from other partners? All of that is essentially how we get to work together as one team, but also as one HP. 
And that's kind of inherent in the, the DNA of HP, as we say, right? We think back to the days of our founders and wanting to give back to communities. And so what's exciting now is that when we oftentimes will have our programs and we're looking in different geographies, we can tap on a local team that also has real expertise in terms of what are the opportunities and where are, are the pitfalls that maybe we can think about solutions to bridging a digital divide with colleagues who are on the ground dealing with this day in, day out. 2030 is just around the corner. Uh, there's so many communities that could benefit from bridging this digital divide. Mariama Kabia is the Digital Equity Accelerator lead. So imagine, what could a world look like if all youth, for example, had the access to technology, the digital literacy skills, et cetera, to really thrive? And I'm just so thrilled by our team because we're all pushing towards that goal. And variety of experience is so helpful on our team because we take a partnership approach in our work. And so because we have that wide variety of experience, we can provide counsel to those partners and understand some of the challenges they might go through. So I found particularly that nonprofit background is part of our secret sauce. When we're working with nonprofits, being really open with them also helps lift the veil. Like, who are, who are we on a person-to-person on a -person level? What have we done before? And I think that really does help build trust and authenticity. So in my case, for example, letting them know I've been through different accelerator, incubator programs, had ups and downs, like this is what I've learned. I'm really excited to help you. So they can kind of see, okay, HP gets it. HP is excited to grow with us. And so being able for all of us to lean on that prior expertise is helpful in reaching our 150 million goal, but also just helping us make a big impact. Syngenta is a leading agriculture company that's helping to improve global food security by enabling millions of farmers to make better use of limited resources. This team is bringing technological innovation to one of the world's oldest professions with the goal of empowering farmers to grow stronger, higher yield crops. We spoke with members of Syngenta's R&D team to learn how Syngenta is innovating farming to help feed the growing population and developing new products for a safer, more sustainable world. At Syngenta, we're guided by five values. And these values are passion for customer, so understanding the needs, wants, goals of customers, farmers, growth for all, it's creating growth for our people and for the environments we serve, the communities we serve, how matters, so it's respecting other people's opinions, doing the right thing, determined execution, so it's really being diligent about making sure that we do what we say and say what we do. And then finally, it's the long view. The solution can't be created and have an impact tomorrow. So we have to have that long view no different than our farmers. I'm David Hollenrake, and I'm the Global Head of Strategy and Portfolio Management for Syngenta Seeds. The trends that are shaping agriculture uh, largely include demand, climate change, and the socio-political tensions that exist. Those are big issues, and they, they do affect farmers. They do affect supply and demand. We follow these trends, and we look at our capability, whether it's breeding technology, crop protection technology, biotechnology. We see all of those as the source of solution to mitigate the challenges that farmers face. 
Science is really at the heart of who we are. We're an innovation company. And while the trends change, our commitment to innovation is unending. One of our focuses is how do we bring technology and new innovation into our seed and crop protection products? And how do you do that in a sustainable way while maintaining the health of the soil and the planet? but yet yield a production that is appropriate and needed for that ever-increasing food supply. My name is Ron Kalman. I'm head of digital ag solutions for Syngenta. You know, over the last 50 to 100 years, we've lost almost 20% of our agricultural land. We can't wait another 50 or 100 years. We have to bring technology and innovation sooner and faster because our population is growing at a much greater rate than what it has in the previous years. Those factors bring the need for lots of collaboration between a lot of teams within our organization and our customer teams. It all starts with how you structure your, your team. And this is the beauty about our organization. You know, we're 29,000 people strong globally who have different thought processes and different views by which we can construct a team that brings in that diversity of thought. And along with diversity of thought, you have diversity of experience, you have diversity of culture. And so we tend to look at all of those factors. So my team connects with the research, development, production and supply, commercial teams, the finance team, the regulatory team. My team's the connector that brings all these bodies together and helps them understand the voice of the farmer, whether it's in Europe, Middle East, Africa, whether it's in South America, whether it's in Asia Pacific or North America, we're the connector. The beauty about a company like Syngenta, because we operate in so many different countries around the world, we have access to all these different geographies, the different soil types, the different climatic conditions. And so we always compare our notes, you know, what, what have we learned and how can we build on what was learned in the Southern Hemisphere before we actually produce the protocols for the Northern Hemisphere. And, and the only way we could do that is if we had teams that were collaborating, working together and trusting each other. I'm Marion Stippon, I'm uh, responsible for the development of products for North America in the crop protection area. I've been with the company uh, 37 years and um, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. So you would think language would be key, right? Because if you don't understand each other, you know, how do you communicate? But believe it or not, that's not a barrier. Science is a language. And as a scientist, we can communicate using that language as long as there's trust and as long as there's a comfort level and, and, and confidence in, in, the, in the other party, and, and that's the power. I think the most important attribute of any team is trust. Trust is built over time, but it starts with that common goal, making sure that we're all aligned, making sure that we understand the business strategy. But I think it's also built by demonstrating that we care for one another. You know, the old saying, people don't care what you know until they know how much you care. I think that is a big part of why Syngenta is successful. My role as a leader is to make sure that I'm bringing the best out of my teammates. And that's done through coaching, that's done through development, that's done through listening to their needs and understanding their perspectives on things. They all bring their own perspective. And trusting and respecting their opinions 
again, is at the core of everything we do. Diversity of thought is important, but being accountable and having extreme ownership and the other team members to have faith that that individual bring that particular assignment to bear versus, you know, looking over other people's shoulders or trying to be an armchair quarterback, so to speak. Effective teams have open communication and transparency. And as a manager, it's important to allow both success and failure to occur. You know, we, we rejoice in success, we learn from failure. And if you're gonna fail, fail fast. And if you're gonna succeed, rejoice and share that success so that you lift up the entire organization through that. It's really no different than a family, right? So it's, it's bringing out their greatest capabilities and putting them in a position where they can shine. The challenges facing agriculture have never been bigger. That's what drives us. Knowing that our innovation helps farmers become better is at the heart of everything we do. While our Team of the Year nominees are breaking ground in different sectors and industries, they all have something in common. They each cited trust as one of the most important characteristics of a well-working team and communication as something that helps them do their best work. Time and Smartsheet will be revealing the 2023 Team of the Year next week. So be sure to check back and see which of these teams received the inaugural honor. Until then, we hope you stay inspired by the incredible work all three have accomplished and share the experience of how some of the most successful collaborators in the world operate with your team.